Okay, professors at the University of Dayton, I have something real quick to confess before I get this episode started. Yes, admittedly, on Thursday, February 9th, 2023, I was likely on my phone during class because it was the NBA trade trade deadline. And, well, I run a podcast, so I kind of have stuff to keep myself updated on. Okay, confession over. Ladies and gentlemen, I'll just get right to the point. We have a very, 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 very busy episode right now. Um, the NBA trade trade deadline, I can't even say a trade deadline, right? Ended yesterday, Thursday at 3 o'clock p.m. Eastern time. And I think we can all agree, for those who watch the NBA, that that was one of the craziest trade deadlines we've seen in a long time, potentially ever. Um, real quick to kind of get give you guys a rundown of what I'm going to be doing with this episode. Um, We'll be going through the big ones. We'll be going through uh, how certain teams kind of went through the trade deadline more often than others did. Um, But more prominently, I will be grading the team's grade on each big trade. Um, Another side note is I did not take note of every big trade that happened in this deadline day yesterday. So if you are a fan of a team that made a small trade and I didn't make note of it, uh, please don't set, please don't set me on fire. That's all I ask. So, with another lack of an intro, let's get right to it and talk about the first trade, which isn't even on deadline day. Kyrie Irving got traded to the Dallas Mavericks. What do I think of it? Well, I think, obviously, he wanted to leave the Nets because he requested a trade and that Luka Doncic needed a teammate. And, well, long story short, they got it. Mavs sent Spencer Dinwiddie back to the Brooklyn Nets, which is where the team he originally was on, and Dorian Finney-Smith, a power forward. Um, I will give the Nets on this one a B, let's call it, because you got a familiar player in Dinwiddie and you got a power forward. I will give the Mavericks also a B, but I'm going to elevate that to a B plus. Uh, Kyrie's a great player. You got Luka a weapon. But the downside to this that I have is where's the defense in that lineup? As far as I'm concerned, Dorian Finney-Smith is a good offensive and defensive-minded player, and, well, they got rid of him. So the Mavericks, I think, have to hope that their offense is going to really pull them through. I don't mind it. The next one, which happened at 1 in the morning. So uh, thank you, Woj, ESPN, and Shams for uh, keeping me up at 2 in the morning uh, on Thursday morning because the biggest trade of them all was Kevin Durant is now a Phoenix Sun. Um, I really thought that, I mean, I knew that after Kyrie Irving was traded that KD was going to want out because this is not the first time they had trade conversations. I just didn't expect them to get a deal done on deadline day. I really thought he was going to hold out the rest of the season, but here we are. He is now a Phoenix Sun, Uh, and this trade is probably the biggest one to take note of because here are the details. Katie obviously gets into the Phoenix Suns, but the Suns, I really think, hauled out a lot to the Brooklyn Nets, which is why I'm going to say right now both teams get a solid A. The reason I'm giving the Nets an A is because they got Mikel Bridges, great two-way player, Cam Johnson, great power forward, great shooter, and then they ended up getting Jay Crowder, who I'll talk about a little later for a good reason, along with a few picks. All in all, they cleared out the Phoenix Suns' best young core. Mikel Bridges is as solid as they come. Do not sleep on Mikel Bridges. And Phoenix obviously got what they want and kept some of their young core so they could chase a title. Those are two A's for me. Now, is there increased pressure for Phoenix to win the championship? Absolutely, there is. I'd be very surprised if they don't even make the conference finals. If they don't make the conference finals, well, they're cursed. 
switching from Phoenix. Actually, no, I'm going to be staying in New York because there's another deal with New York. Josh Hart is now a New York Nick. I almost said Brooklyn Net. I caught myself. What are the Knicks getting? Well, they cleared Cam Reddish. Let's start with that, who I knew was going to get traded, which was great. They got Josh Hart, which I think was a great idea because he's, again, another great two-way player like Mikael Bridges. He'll do a bit of everything for you. He's super solid. So that means for the Knicks, they really got a more complete lineup. But more prominently for them, he is now teaming up with Jalen Brunson. They were teammates at Villanova for a little while. Um, I'm going to give the Knicks an A for this one. I'll give them an A minus, actually, because I just don't know what I just don't know what how big that's going to affect their outcome. Um, they also didn't really trade Evan Fournier away, which was kind of uh, iffy to me. So I'm going to leave that in an A minus. Portland, meanwhile, and I'm looking right now at Portland. It's a little embarrassing, but I'm going to be looking now towards the other side of that. A lot of trades happen, guys. So if you catch me lacking the knowledge for a split second, that is the reason why, because there were so many of them, and it's hard to keep track of all of them. So yes, I mentioned that Cam Reddish was traded to the Trailblazers. I think that's great for the Trailblazers because Cam has just been needing to play, and hopefully he gets a bigger role, as well as a future first-round pick. So Portland still has picks. It's fine by me. And we'll talk a little bit about Portland later because they also made another big trade in this one. The next big trade, if we're going by recency, the Toronto Raptors really surprised me. This is what I'll say. Uh, We're now at Canada. The Raptors, I really thought, were going to trade away at least one of their big stars. Uh, At the time, they were something around like 24 and 30, 25 and 30, and with three potential all-stars on that team. Um, I really thought they were going to deal at least one of them. I thought Siakam, OG Ananobi, Fred Van Vliet, I really thought at least one of those players were leaving. And I really thought the rebuild button was going to be hit. I was very wrong, um, because what they did actually was start the trend of getting of starting the trend of NBA trade deadline day, which was getting a lot of players from their original clubs back to their original clubs. So what they traded for, they got Jakob Pertl from the San Antonio Spurs. I love this idea because he was a former Raptor himself, and he's super solid. People wanted to trade for him, and I really think they're going to extend him in the offseason. So the Raptors are very clearly not hitting the reset button, and I kind of like to see that because I don't mind the Raptors. The Spurs, meanwhile, they got Ken Birch, somebody, I mean, just another big man to us. A first-round pick in 2024 and two future second-round picks. I'll give the Raptors a B plus, and I'll give the Spurs a B minus. I don't know anything that's going to do too much to the Spurs here. The other big one, I'm talking about players returning to old teams. The big one involving Russell Westbrook. Um, we are nearing the seven-minute mark, and I'll just say, if you guys are looking for a slow pace episode, I'm very sorry, but today cannot be one. Otherwise, I'd be talking for half an hour. I'm not really sure you'd want that. Anyway, the Lakers traded Russell Westbrook. I really thought they weren't going to do that, but he is now a member of the Utah Jazz. There is speculation that he'll be bought out. I don't know if he will. I don't think he should, in my opinion. That's where he is now. They also got The Jazz also got a first-round pick and center Damian Jones. The Jazz, meanwhile, this is a three-team trade. So the Jazz got Mike Conley, veteran good guard, all-star in 2021. Nikhil Alexander-Walker, and a future second-round pick. That's all right. I think who really won this trade, besides the Jazz, was the Minnesota Timberwolves. The Minnesota Timberwolves, you're not the Minnesota Timberwolves, sorry, the Los Angeles Lakers. They got a whole lot. 
They got D'Angelo Russell, all-star D'Angelo Russell, coming back to L.A. This is the team where he's originally drafted. They got Malik Beasley, great shooter off the bench, and they got Jared Vanderbilt, great rebounder out of Kentucky. The problem I have with this, um, Minnesota, I'm immediately giving like a C, C minus at the absolute most. I might even give them a D plus because, frankly, giving away an, a, an all-star, a great shooter, and all that just doesn't really cut it for me. Um, they got Mike Conley, who, sure, he's a good player, but he's he's a veteran, so I really don't think they're going to extend him. And they only got a second round pick for trading an all-star away. Um, the only way I can really think of this as a logical move was if they were really trying to clear up space to re-sign Anthony Edwards, which I would probably think they are. Shout out to Anthony Edwards, by the way, who was named an all-star today for the first time. So congrats, Ant. Um, the Jazz get an A for sure for me and a solid A. Um, they get a guy who, if they don't want to extend Russell Westbrook, they don't have to. Uh, but I think he could still have an impact off the bench for the Jazz. They got veteran leadership combined with the young core. I like it. And they got a first-round pick. That's even better. Minnesota, uh, not Minnesota. Jeez, I'm looking at these pictures now. The Lakers, I would give them a B plus because they didn't get a pick. I wouldn't expect them to get a pick, but they got Russell, sure. They got Malik Beasley, and they got Vanderbilt. That's great. But I really think they needed him up. They needed Russ Westbrook off the bench. Um, and it'll be difficult to see. Not difficult. Jeez, I cannot speak today. Guys, I'm super tired. But it'd be interesting to see how all these guys fit into their teams. So there's D'Lo now at the Lakers. Another player returning to their team. This this one kind of surprised me. Um, I still can't believe this trade actually kind of happened. John Wall is a Houston Rocket once again. Um, I have to say, as somebody who supported the Wizards for a while, and yes, I can support the Wizards. Stephen A. Smith supports the Knicks. People allow it. I will support my home team. I really wanted him to come home. Um, I really hope he gets bought out by Houston because, frankly, I don't think Houston wants him. They also got Danny Green. They got a first-round pick swap. Which then leads me on to another player which I really knew was going to get traded a while ago. Eric Gordon, former Sixth Man of the Year winner, Houston Rockets, good veteran shooter. He was now traded to the Los Angeles Clippers, which I really like that move. It gives him more veteran experience, good shooting off the bench. We'll talk about the Clippers in a little bit because the Clippers, I think, were the most involved team in this entire trade deadline. I'll talk a little more about what they gave away, too. Keep in mind, guys, there's a lot of filing I'm having to do right now because uh, a lot of trades happened today. Or not today, yesterday. I want to get back to uh, Jay Crowder, the Brooklyn Nets, uh, how he was traded from the Phoenix Suns. I really thought Brooklyn were going to hold on to him. They didn't. They traded him to the Bucks, um, which doesn't seem like a bad idea, but they traded him. They got him for five second-round picks. Um, a lot of second-round picks appear to be a theme in this trade deadline day, uh, get one trade out of the way. Gary Payton, the second, is now back as a warrior who they gave up five second round picks to get him back. I think he's going to be a great fit, but that seems like a lot of picks to give up. It just seemed like a whole bizarre thing. Like everyone was just throwing second round picks at each other. I hope it works out for everybody. Um, if we're staying in the West, um, the Denver Nuggets made a move as I originally thought they would. Um, 
they got Thomas Bryant from the Los Angeles Lakers. Bryant was recently acquired from the Wizards in the offseason. Uh, he's been doing all right. Uh, so shout out Thomas Bryant. I respect him. Um, I, but I knew Denver was going to make a move for somebody big off the bench. Um, they needed to add a big guy off the bench who would get shooting, rebounding, do the lot for them. Uh, and that's what they got. They traded him for two second round picks and uh, let me get this right. Devon Reed to the Lakers, who I would think gets bought out by the Lakers. On the subject of the Denver Nuggets, I will concede they made a very controversial trade for me. I would give the Denver Nuggets an A in this trade deadline had they not traded away Bones Highland. I really don't like the fact that they traded Bones Highland away. I thought he was going to be a contender for sixth man of the year and a player to watch. I said that at the beginning of the season before it even started. He wasn't doing badly. He didn't need a big contract extension. And he was a weapon off the bench. So my question was, why didn't the Nuggets just stop trading when they got Thomas Bryant? I would think that would be more beneficial to them. So, Nuggets, I'm sorry, but you get a C-plus from me just just for that. I really, really think they're going to miss they're, – they're really going to miss Bones. Um, where did he go, you ask? Well, he went to the Los Angeles Clippers because the Clippers were easily the most involved team in the entire trade deadline. I mentioned they got Eric Gordon from Houston. They also got, from Charlotte, they got center Mason Plumley. I like that idea. They needed another big man, desperately. And they got Bones Highland from Denver. Bones Highland is going to be a centerpiece to that. But I will have to confess, they also might struggle a little bit with who they lost. They traded Reggie Jackson away. Um, they traded, I mean, they traded John Wall away. He wasn't playing. The big loss for them, I really think, was losing Luke Kennard. Um, if that name sounds familiar to anybody from Ohio, um, he is arguably one of the best three-point shooters in the entire league. Uh, he's shooting well over 40% uh, from three throughout his entire career. I think that's going to be a loss for the Dem uh, not Denver Geese, for the Clippers. We'll see how that goes. He is now at Memphis, so he is Luke Kennard goes from a team that I think needed him but didn't play him to a team that has uh, a great young core and uh, could use some shooting off the bench. So I don't mind that move. Uh, I'll give the clip Clippers on that behalf. I'll give them an A minus. So I don't, they didn't really have to give too much up too much away for that. They got one of everybody. I don't mind it. They can figure out what cards they want to deal in the off season. Like if they want to extend people, they don't want to extend people. A lot is in their control. Let's see. I do want to give a brief shout out to another big trade that happened. Um, and this is kind of two. We got two trades left that I want to talk about. Um, I'm going to flash back to the bubble of all places. Um, remember in the bubble on YouTube when Sixers player Matisse Thibel decided to go and make vlogs in the bubble in the bubble and got nationwide media attention. It was fantastic. I've seen the videos. The dude can edit videos. I just have to say that right now. Only something is now different about him in the sense that we are now going back to Portland because Matisse Thibel has now been traded to the Portland Trailblazers. I think that's an interesting strategy by Portland. Um, they traded away Josh Hart, as I mentioned earlier, but they got a good younger one back. Um, Matisse Thibel is one of the better perimeter defenders in the game, I'd argue, um, just because he's quick to the ball. He can shoot whenever you need him to. And again, he's young. So 
Portland now is a younger core than they did before. Um, but they're making sure that a defensive stance is still intact by getting a good defender, Matisse Thibault, who was not being played enough. Um, that was a three-team trade because they also got the Hornets involved in that. Uh, the Hornets got multiple second-round picks in return. Uh, Hornets stacking up picks, I'll give them a B, B minus, or so I'll give them a solid B. Sixers, I'll get, oh boy. Sixers didn't get too much. Um, I'll probably give them a B minus. But Portland, I'll give them a high B plus to a low A minus because I think they needed a piece like that. I don't mind that trade. I also want to give a brief shout out to uh, players going back to former teams. Uh, George Hill is now back in Indiana as an Indiana Pacer. He was traded from the Bucks yesterday. Uh, it's kind of part of the Jay Crowder thing going around. Um, they originally got Serge Ibaka with that too, but uh, the Pacers waived him uh, as I've just recently read. The last trade of the day that I found was... Pat Beverly. We know we've talked a lot about Pat Beverly. The NBA loves talking about Pat Bev. The media loves talking about Pat Bev. And he loves creating memes of himself. We all know last week or the week before when to appeal a technical foul, he brought out an actual camera. I still think that shit's hilarious, but... Uh, Russell Westbrook is not the only big player to be leaving the Lakers because Patrick Beverly is now a member of the Orlando Magic. In exchange... The Los Angeles Lakers get the man who is a name of a rap song. I'm talking, of course, about Mo Bamba. Um, there's a lot to break down in this. I, there shouldn't be a lot to break down, but I, I like it on both sides. Um, good news for the Lakers. They don't have to deal with Pat Beverly holding a camera again. Um, and good news for the Magic. They were getting so many big guys on that team already. Um, somebody was going to be asking for more minutes, which they weren't going to get. So I knew one of the four big men that they originally had were going to make a move. Um, smart for the Lakers to get Mobamba. They get bigger guys after trading away Thomas Bryant. They're probably going to wave Devon Reed like they got from the Nuggets, like I mentioned earlier. I don't mind it. The Magic in return, not like they're contending or anything, but they get good veteran experience. They get a good defensive guard. Likely going to start him on the bench. It would also be interesting to see how that relates to next season as well. Uh, if Pat Beverly chooses to stay with the Magic and the Magic want to sign somebody, I think that would be a good overall balance. Uh, I like trades with balance, so that that works. Um, amazingly, that is all I have. And no, I did not take a break during this. Um, podcasts don't need breaks. If I lost you, well, that's ex to be expected. Um, I'm sure half of you don't know what the hell I was talking about. But there's another episode for you guys. It is Friday. It is 4.15. I need a goddamn coffee. <laughs> to be brutally honest, it's been a long week. Unclear what the next episode topic will be about. But until now, A, follow me on Twitter at The Concept. Follow me on Instagram at The Concept Podcast. And if you have any questions for the next episode or future episodes, email me at theconcept at gmail.com. Until then, I'm Connor Clark, the host of The Concept. It is Friday, February 10th. This is the latest episode on the NBA trade deadline 2023. So long, guys.